Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva. And this is the Casual Fridays REI Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if you're ready for a recession. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the live event, guys. It's coming up. We've already sold about two-thirds of the tickets out. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, it's at the uh, ballpark there in Arlington, Globe Life Field. Um, we've got a whole room rented out. We're going to have a suite at the end, food, drinks. It's going to be a really good time with a lot of great education, a lot of great speakers, too, so you're not going to want to miss it. Definitely go out there and get your tickets before they're all gone. Go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com and click on the live event tab and uh, get it done. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. You uh, said one room. We have four, all their meeting rooms booked to open it up wide enough for everybody that's coming. And you said a suite. We have multiple suites. The walls will be down to allow this crowd of land partiers to be there. So one giant room and one giant suite technically four and two but i don't want you to undersell it because i i have a feeling uh this is feedback we've gotten in the past is you have the who's who and land investing in one room together yeah no i I saw that that feedback and i thought that was pretty cool to hear and see and so uh should be twice the people there this year, which mm-hmm. will mean twice the networking, twice the fun, twice everything. Like it's gonna be a really good time. And I will I will add that we have as the tickets coming across, we're seeing a lot of husband wife duos or couples coming. It is Pride Month, so partners may be coming as well. Jake may have his partner there. So <laughs> <laughs> while uh, while your wife wife or husband may say, you know, I'm not sure if you can go. Why don't you invite them for a weekend away? Tell them, hey, let's go to this together. If they decide to skip the morning part, they can come to the game later. If you've got a yeah. ticket, you can get into the suite, and y'all can enjoy a nice time of land investing and holding hands. Very true. Yeah, Jake's sitting in the corner right now. That's why he just got picked on. <laughs> it's nothing but love. It's nothing but love. So we're talking pending recession today. Well, that's what we're talking about. I mean, it's all you he- seem to hear about lately is like doom and gloom. We're going into recession, you know? In the- so I'm, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to when COVID hit. And we said, this bullshit's not going to last two weeks. So I'm hesitant in how I want to address today's topic. And I don't know if I want to go how my gut tells me and my my feelings tell me. And I go all in and end up having to eat crow. I feel uh, like we do that, though. We eat crow because we, we speak out. And <laughs> we, that's just what, we, what happens. Yeah, so. I, I, I want to start it with first. Well, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go for it. Do you think there's a recession coming and... How big of one? Because I think when most people hear recessions coming, they think 08, 09. Or they think the Great Depression. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if I believe it's going to get that bad. And I also don't know if I believe, like, well, what I believe is that all the hype right now is probably going to force it in people to believing everything that's so much worse than it really will be. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though, but that's just, you know, obviously, I don't want to eat crow, but like, I, the hype around things always tends to make it worse at first, just like with COVID, like the world's going to shut down and mm-hmm. then really wasn't that terrible. So I'm going to, I'm going to back you up. Technically what a recession is, is a slowdown and no growth for two quarters. That's the technical version of a recession. So is that a bad thing to have a little bit of drawback? Cause we've been hyper 
active and hyper crazy for the last two years with COVID. Like you kind of said, it's been it's been kind of the wild west. So, is that a bad thing? Well, with prices going out of control, I just in like traditional housing markets and whatnot. I don't know if it is a bad thing. Yeah. So th- that piece, and then we talk about. You see a lot of the people talking about interest rates. You you just got involved in that because you, you bought a house. We do that with the master class and the subdivide guys. We have loans in several states of, of going across. So we're seeing interest rates climb up. But when you zoom out and you say over the last 15, 20 years, they're still relatively low. Yeah, I was trying to think. Um, like, wasn't there a time like back in... Oh, I don't even remember. Because I, I feel like when I first started selling real estate mm-hmm. built for the house, I thought we were people were paying like 7 and 8% back then. I, I don't know if they were paying that high. I think my first mortgage was 2004 is when the first one I bought. And it was 4.75, and we bought down the interest rate. Um, and so then it started to come down from there. I have a very distinct memory, like, and whether it's still – you know, I'm, I'm getting up in age, so mm-hmm. if it's still accurate or not. But just a memory of talking to a lender that we always use. Some people were paying like 7.65. Oh, wow. Okay. That was in so, 2006. So we're half that now. Yeah. If so, that's a true memory. Yeah. Right? But people well, have paid that before. Yeah. No, I, I had a house the other, uh, not too long ago here in Burleson, we were trying to buy from a little lady, and she was paying 13.2% interest. Wow. And she had good credit, but she was on fixed income, and it was it was tough on her. Rightfully so. So does the cost of increase going up, economic growth coming down, what does that do for us in the land business or real estate investing or just life in general? And does that make it crazier? I, and I, I I, feel like we've kind of brushed on this over the last couple episodes, but I, I don't know that we've actually really gotten into that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a very important to talk about because I know we've definitely talked about this part, but like I before 0809 mm-hmm. didn't listen and didn't prepare. Mm-hmm. For a recession, and I got caught up crazy upside down. Yeah, uh, and so I think it's important to have the conversation, especially when new people get into this. Maybe people have just left the job, even people thinking about leaving their jobs, things like that. Like, you got to be super prepared for this, even if it doesn't happen. Like, it's good to have those thoughts of where you are and can you manage two quarters on the low side of a recession. Yeah, I, I'm gonna always go back to the type of assets you buy. Is, are people going to buy desert squares in the middle that you can barely get to? I, I, I have I've said this thing over and over and over, and I feel like I've said it even more here lately. Even to people that I work with a lot, and they normally are dialed in, but they have done so well being a little bit sloppy over the last two years. They forget this. If I can't drive my wife's Lexus little crossover, it's two wheel drive onto the property, I don't buy it, and that's because a buyer can't get to it. The stuff that we're getting right now that's sub sixty, seventy thousand dollars, if it's got good access and you can drive onto it in a two wheel drive car, you're selling it still. And it's the bass boat properties we've talked about over and over and over and over. I do think you kinda hit the nail on the head there with um saying it's been so easy the last two years. Yeah. That's gonna provide a lot of false confidence. Oh agreed. <laughs> People will get in trouble if you don't rein in at least that part of it. Yeah, and I and kind of throwing up a price that you think may work or getting out, you, you have to start dialing that back. So if we have zero growth in the economic sector and stuff starts, there's a little bit of a drawback, that forced depreciation or that appreciation we're trying to see from the spread of what we bought it for low and sold for high, it may not, you buy it for 10, it may not sell for 30. In this last couple of years, the market, you've thrown it up for 40, 45 just to see what it'll get. And it's getting 37, 38 when technically or really it's probably a twenty five to thirty thousand dollar property. Mm-hmm. 
And so that false confidence happens. Yeah, yeah I, do. I have seen a lot of that over the year or so. People are like, well, I think I'm just going to list it for this and see what I get. And then yeah. they sell it. Yeah. Is that, I don't think that's going to happen. Is that's that's not that's not using the data. That's not being conservative. That's not running a business. That's gambling, and you can get caught with your pants down on that. So, what are your fail safes? Are you using them? And then, are you looking at your different exit strategies? Are you putting owner finance out there? Have them paying you a majority down so they have a vested interest in keeping it? And then, are you putting that that note with enough interest over a long period of time to where you are generating stuff? And then, also on top of that, are you reining in? your lifestyle like are you living like you're prepared for a recession um some people yes some people no i mean i just bought a house it's probably a terrible time right when the recession hit, but <laughs> you can't you can't necessarily judge that but i'm prepared for it like when i went through this beforehand mm-hmm. well i was living commission check to commission check right mm-hmm. now we have zero debt we have cash flow coming in every month we have mm-hmm. other businesses we have like all sorts of stuff like i feel much more prepared this time for things to happen i have money in the bank like I'm not super scared. I feel like I'm in a good place, but I know there's a bunch of people out there who know exactly what I say when I was say, "Oh, I was living commission check to commission check." Mm-hmm. When someone starts talking about recession, mm-hmm. it's, oh. it's a tough time. I I know so many realtors right now that are freaking the fuck out. Like they're like, "Hi, hey, man, what do we got to do?" They're looking for side jobs, side hustles already. And you know, you asked them six months ago, it's the they're the best realtor in the world. It's the hottest <laughs> thing since sliced bread, and they they. They enjoyed the they enjoyed the fruits of a hot market. So how do you get from that to sustainable pieces? And we talked about this, man, a, a while back. It's the leading indicators versus lagging indicators. And that leading indicators, if I know I have to touch to so many people to get a buy or get a sale, then I got to make sure I'm focused on that and not worried about, oh, I'm going to make a hundred grand this year. No, I don't care. The hundred grand will make itself. But are you doing that little activity that you need to every day? I mean, shit. Jake's, I'm going to pick on him again, but also give him some kudos. And he's not dialed in. He's not on a microphone today, so he's just sitting in our studio where we're recording. Um, but every day he's in there making the calls. Every day he's looking at his – he spends some time looking at on-market deals that he can split, or he's out there and he knows he's got to get so much mail out every month, and he knows he's got to make so many calls. He's then following up on leads that came back and they couldn't come to terms in. Did the property appreciate that much, or is a person, you know what, ready to sell now because they need more cash because this pending doom and gloom? He's picked up, I don't know, two or three deals that way. I know that he's gotten two subdivides by just doing that. And that's that's not a, oh, the recession helped him or he's getting ready for the recession. That is just doing the basic fundamentals that we teach. And we talk about day in and day out for our businesses just to make sure he's going to eat next six months, a year from now. Because everything is cyclical. It's not a, I buy a property today, I get paid tomorrow. No, that's not the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. It's been texting too. I think he's got a little... New little fun thing he likes. I was texting right now. Yeah. So and that's and that's the cool thing. Like I, I today's show, I thought about uh, you. You came up with today's topic, but I wanted to talk about. Oh, I made one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars sitting on a beach. Well, I went to Miami this weekend. I had a good time. Got sunburnt. Ate some good food. I had a massive veal parmesan that was the size of a tomahawk steak. It was amazing. Made really good money sitting there on the beach. But I didn't do that because hey, I was sitting on the beach. I'm a guru. Let me show you how. It's because we did the reps. Three months ago, four months ago, got the inventory in place, have the people selling it, and the product was quality product that sold, and that's what the profit was. I'm still shocked that you ate veal parmesan. It's not, I know because I know what it is, uh-huh. but but you're such a picky eater. I've assumed the name veal would throw you off. No, I know what veal is. It's <laughs> it's still a cow. It's just a I, baby I know that. cow. I know that, but you just seem like like as a picky eater, like names and things seem like something that would uh, throw throw it off. 
I eat meat and sauce. <laughs> meat, sauce, and cheese. And that basically is meat, <laughs> a lot of red sauce, and some cheese. Basically my food groups. Yeah. I mean, it sounds delicious. It was, but you said it's the site. You could describe it like a tomahawk. Did it have any kind oh, of... Oh, I'll show it to you. I'll uh, show you. I'll find it while we talk. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it was amazing. The guy's like, hey, dude, you need to have our... He goes, you need to have our red sauce here. If you like red sauce, you're going to love this thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. So... Uh, where is it? At? Well, I don't want to kill a lot of dead air, but um, I think you can see the okay. fork next to it. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks delicious. Yeah, that's Miami. Go get a veal parmesan. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin's recommending if he, he eats it and he liked it, then just about anyone will like yeah, it. Yeah, that was at Red Steakhouse in Miami. So yeah, it was. It's it's a, it's a good time. It was it was fun, but it had me thinking. You know, a lot of those luxury style things there because everything there was ridiculously priced. And is that drawback needed? Is that going to slow down stuff like that? And there's there's lifestyle choices people make. Are they? I was told that the thing to do in Miami is to go live like you're this luxury lifestyle. Like you're that's that's the thing. Rent a yacht, rent a Lamborghini, rent this, go do all this ex- crazy expensive stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, my mind works is like, well, shit, could I move down here and buy a couple Lambos and rent them out? Or could I replicate any of this back in Texas? Could I could I get a yacht and let somebody rent it out? And, and what does that pay? Does it even pay, or is it worthwhile? So. Sounds like I can't even describe like how bad that sounds to me. Like the, the taking a vacation to like fake the ultra ultra rich life. Like yeah, it's about the Instagram flex, man. <laughs> um, maybe if I Instagrammed more than two or three times a year, I would yeah. get it. But I, for me, Miami is a, is a close flight. It's got a pretty beach. They had some seaweed on it. But for for me, that's the one place on the beaches where I I ground really well. I think I I, I get clarity and I can work through some things. Um, we have another trip planned for my wife's 40th, this this thing. And this is kind of, you know, you talk about preparing for this. You talk about, you, you mentioned buying a house at the wrong time. And, you know, honestly, I'm nervous as shit for you going into this. And I know you've got it figured out in your head, so I, I trust the, I trust your instincts. But the, the you, you laid out, hey, no debt. I don't have this. I don't have that. We're in room position to run. You know, when Jake, and I'm going to pick on him one more time, when he came to work with us up here, he shared an office with us. It's like, hey, dude, you have to have a year's salary in the bank before you could step out and do this. This is, this is not a, this is a no shit deal because something could happen in the cyclical nature of this business. If it takes you six months to get your first paycheck, I know you still have six months running room. And then once the ball starts rolling, it rolls. And that's part of the recession piece is how much running room do you have? How much leverage, how much exposure? Because those are the drills that I'm doing right now. Okay. We have nine subdivides going. How many of those have leverage? What's my exposure on each one? Do I have the running room to cover them if it goes one, two, three years? We've changed our underwriters to have 12 months of interest in it, so we're covered for two years on annualized payments. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. These are all things that we keep mentioning to you because we want you to have those thought processes. You can't be living month to month and be an investor. Uh not a full-time investor. That's, no, that's for sure. <laughs> no, and so that's why you got to break it down for what your business is, and and you have to look yourself in the mirror and be honest. Are you somebody that's going to put the money to work and make money six months from now with that money you're putting to work today? You're gonna do those little steps, or is this just a part-time kind of fun? Hey, I'm gonna buy a property or two and flip a couple properties a year. Both are 100% okay. But you just have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, I think everything you just said nailed it. I don't know if there's much else that can be said. No, I don't, and I don't have to eat any crow because. I'm not going to say everything's gravy, and I'm not going to say everything's the sky is falling. I'm not going either way. Just saying, prepare and pull the levers and understand where you're at. Yeah, it's very important. So do that. Dive into your business. Make sure you're buying quality stuff. Make sure expenses are low. Do everything you can. Because we don't know what's going to happen, but you want to be prepared for it.
Yep. Okay. Uh, well, that's what we'll call it. And um, if you haven't bought your live event ticket, go do that right now. It's going to be a good time. You're not going to want to miss it. I think the people that were there last year loved it. And I think, in fact, a strong majority of them already purchased tickets to come back yeah. again. So um, anyway, do that. CasualFridaysAria.com, live event tab. Uh, and then uh, as you're doing that, as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.